the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. I'm so happy to be with you. Uh, and may God bless your church, bless the, the love in the midst of all of you. So, you know, um, uh, St. Paul said in his epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 7, he said, Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow considering the outcome of their conduct. So they spoke the word of God to you. And please, their faith, follow their faith and consider the outcome of their conduct. Of course, Abuna Loa Sidarus, one of those uh, faithful servants of God, he passed away like three weeks ago. And he, uh, he lived a fruitful, very fruitful life in Christ. And he had the, like, the, the deepest w fellowship with the Lord. And uh, I think some of you may know him. Uh, so I will start with his biography quickly and also some of the steps of his life. And then we, I will speak about the three main like characters I, I can see in his life, which Abuna just mentioned. Um, <clears throat> Abuna Loa is born in 1940, and he lived in Cairo till 1964. In, and he was not like, he is like in, an, uh, one of the members of a normal family, regular Christian family, and he was not like close to God. Uh, in 1964, he was appointed as like assistant teacher in the um, uh, faculty of engineering. What This is what we call in Alexandria or in Egypt. Uh, the in, uh, engineering college in Alexandria as assistant teacher, I think, for math. And uh, at that time, back in 1964, um, the, the number of universities in, in Egypt are very few, like two or three. And most of the students, even the assistant teachers or if they are appointed to one of those few uh, colleges to teach or to study, they should go and live in that city. Um, so Abuna Bishoy Kamil uh, in St. George Sporting, uh, you can see his, uh, his picture above my head. Abuna Bishoy at that time started the service of uh, taking care of the uh, students from other places other than Alexandria. And he prepared for them some places to live in, and, and of course, a spiritual um, care as well. Uh, so Abu Nalo at that time, it was Kamal, 
uh, he heard about um, there is like some homes or some uh, dorms that Abu Nabshoi is uh, preparing for uh, for the students and the fo- that are not from Alexandria. So he went to the church and he met with Abu Nabshoi. He welcomed he welcomed him like very very warmly as if he knew him like long years ago and he took care of him and from that moment on he started to know god in in a personal way he started to taste the word of god he started to know how much the prayers is the fountain of every blessing so at that time the young man Kamal he was 24 and he started a real relationship with God and a real discipleship to the Bible and uh, within less than three years he became a priest with Abu Nabshoi. So in March 1967, God chose him with like a miraculous way. Uh, maybe the details, if you want, maybe if you can ask me, I can tell you. But he just, he started to dig deep in the Bible and to when to go with Abu Nabshoi uh, some days for retreat and he was not like a deacon he was not like a sunday school servant no just he started to love the lord jesus christ he he started to love the the bible the old testament the new testament at that time there was no like books for explanation or like the church fathers sayings and all these commentaries, nothing at back at that time, nothing were there. But he started just to pray and read and to attend the church. At that time, Abu Nabshoi and Abu Natadrus, may God help him and bless his ministry. Uh, they were in the church and Three times a week, there is like Vespers, sermons, studies, Bible studies, uh, prayer meetings. So he started to attend all this. And then he became the third priest in the church. At that time, um, uh, Pope Kirillus was the Pope at that time. And he ordained him. He ordained him in St. Mina Monastery in March 17, uh, 1967. Then after that, Abuna Bishoy came to Los Angeles to establish the first church to take care of the congregation at that time in November 1969. So like two years after, two years and a half after the ordination of Abuna Loa. And he left Abuna Tadros and Abuna Loa in Alexandria he started the service in Los Angeles and he, uh, with the help of God and the prayers, and he bought the first church in Los Angeles, St. Mark. And 
before he returned back, he he wanted to to keep the continuity of the service. So uh, Abu Natadrus came uh, in 1970 to take care of the church instead of Abu Nabshui. And Abu Nabshui returned back in August uh, or in September, I, th- I think. Then um, after that, St. Mark was like a, a daughter church, St. Mark, Los Angeles, a daughter church for St. George. So in 1977, Abuna Lua came to serve the same church, 1977. Uh, and he spent like almost two years till 1979. After the, the departure of Abuna Bishoy to heaven, he returned back to Egypt in 1979, in July. Abuna Bishoy passed away in March, 1979. So Abunalua served in Los Angeles for almost two years uh, in the 70s. Then um, in 1981, Abunalua and Abunatadros with like other priests, all of them, they were 24 priests. They took the blessing of putting them in jail. President Sadat put uh, like seven bishops and 24 priests and one Horia Abscopus, like sub-bishop or so, uh, in, the, in, in the prison in September uh, 81, just one month before uh, he died. Uh, then after that, Abunalua like, took this the blessing of being present for Christ and um they like led him uh, out of the prison in March uh, 1982 and he was prevented from entering or serving in St. George Sporting for many years, he and others. So at that time we were servants, Sunday school servants, so they started to pray in a, a near church to St. George, like one or two miles. And we used to go there to attend with them, the Vespers, the sermons, and also the uh, servants' meetings. And we had a lot of uh, servants' uh, spiritual days. And, uh, and this uh, continued till 1980. Nine. In 89, Abu started, he came again to the States and he started uh, the service in uh, the area of Torrance uh, and he started St. Uh, Marcorius Abisifin and St. Abraham Church, where he starts, he, he continued to serve till he passed away like three weeks ago. Um, so he he started in 89, but every year he went to Alexandria for like one month or more to serve in his church in St. George Sporting as well. Um, and he passed away like uh, of age of 80 years. Um, so this is like a very short 
uh, informations about his biography or his life. Abuna Lua was like, I can say three words about him. Number one, he was a brilliant disciple. Number two, he was a faithful heritage keeper. Number three, I can say well-trained teacher. So most of the men of God, we can't know everything about them because they have secrets with God. They have like an inner life with God. So his life was not like superficial with God. He had a lot of uh, experiences with God. But we can summarize his life in these three um, in these three points or three words. Brilliant disciple. Brilliant disciple because he had the spirit of discipleship. And he continued to have this spirit till the end of his life. The spirit of discipleship means that I want to learn more. I want to know more. I want to dig deep. I notice. I notice the good qualities to acquire them to myself and to adorn my life with these good qualities. So Abuna Lua was influenced by a lot of things. Characters, I mean persons, and readings, and everyone he met. He was a disciple for everything. So first, he was a good disciple for Abu Nabshoi. He saw the image of Christ in Abu Nabshoi. So he was very close to him, looking to him, observing everything, learning from him, from his spirit. And he was a very good disciple. Also, Abu Nabshoi guided him to be a disciple for some spiritual fathers, like Abu Namat al-Miskin, like Abu Mikhail Ibrahim, uh, like Pope Kirillus, of course. So he was a good disciple for, for all of them. Abu Nabshoi used to take him to the monastery of St. Macarius to sit and to pray and to listen to like meditations and Bible studies with Abu Namat al-Miskin. Once he, 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 he told me, I, I used to visit him in the 80s. At that time, he, he couldn't come to the church. So I, uh, we, we used to visit him at home. So once he said to me, when we visited the monastery, I had Arsani, my my little son at that time in the 70s, back in the 70s. And we spent six hours reading the Bible and talking about the word of God. Six hours. Till one of the monks came and said, Abuna, he is talking with Abuna Matter Miskin, the abbot of the, of the monastery, Father Matthew, the poor. Um, he told Abuna, 
we 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 have to give them some food our guests they they are hungry so abuna matta answered him saying we are eating we we eat we eat we are now eating anyone is hungry here they said no we're not hungry we are filled six hours the whole day reading the bible and they were full of the holy spirit the word of god this spiritual food uh, give them like satisfaction and and they were so he he was he, he told me this saying the word of god is so rich it gives us everything satisfaction joy richness so he was a good disciple for for fathers and also for everybody he met he had like he, he was very smart he had his like his vision for everyone and he he had a, like a great memory to know and to consider this and to notice this and so he noticed the virtues in every people in every man or woman he met in his life and he recorded this in writing and he like wrote like a series of books called the smell of christ in righteous people i met or righteous people in our time the smell of christ the 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 the, the sweet odor of christ which i felt and smelled in many peoples all of them were laymen laymen no clergy he just he wrote about all these people men and women about how the smell of christ were in them how the image of christ was in them and how they applied the bible the commandment of god in their life because he he wanted to to put like good examples not from the clergy from the monks or the because usually if we we read some of the books of the church we read the saints the monks the martyrs all of them are like dedicated for god no no one of them like lived in the world uh, uh, a normal life married and working and so abuna bshui abuna lua try to focus on good very good examples maybe above many of of the clergy and the monks so he was like focusing on this and he put like six books or so containing like maybe 100 or so characters or like 50 Uh, very very nice i don't know if it, they are these books are translated to uh, english or not but very sweet very nice so he was a, a great brilliant disciple learning from everybody from the young and from the old from the men and the gentlemen and the ladies he he was like learning from everyone 
because when we are disciples we are disciples to god to the holy spirit if the holy spirit is overflowing from this or that member of the church we we can be good disciples and learn from the holy spirit who is like working in the life of this member of the church the member of the body of christ so this is the first point he was a great and brilliant disciple till the end of his life number two he was a faithful heritage keeper he loved the church he loved the heritage of the church and he sticked to it he believed in this heritage this is a very holy very rich very rich heritage i mean with heritage i mean the liturgies the saints the teachings of the fathers of the church and all the rituals and the and the prayers and the praises the hymns everything in the church so abuna loa was like occupied completely with the heritage of the church and he was very very keen to live this no other thing no other thing he was like focused on this he didn't like like other songs other things other than the church things the church prayers he was like unique in this and he he dug deep in the church and he like was was very rich and he he believed that in church we will be rich if we know the church the visuals the praises the the saints of the church this is enough for us to be so rich so his way was not like the, the maybe of course you know some we have like weak points and and strong points this is his strong point to to love the church the the heritage the hymns the rituals the liturgies the feasts everything in the church now i'm publishing his uh, articles about the bright saturday nine articles about every word in bright saturday you know the whole night vigil of saturday like, like seven hours from like maybe 11 to 6 a.m 11 p.m to 6 p.m it's 6 a.m ended by the book of revelation and the liturgy so he like meditated in everything and he said this is the the most beautiful night in the whole year to spend this with the uh, with the lord who overcame death and giving us life from death so so he 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 from the beginning of his spiritual life he started to dig deep in in the in the church and the prayers and the liturgies and to taste everything and to enjoy everything not just like to finish the liturgy just like um i'm just saying something no no he's he enjoyed every single word 
He enjoyed every movement and everything in the church. And if you know him or you, you, you attended with him, any liturgy was like very focused, no speaking, no. Although he had the sense of humor outside the church, but in the church, very, the, the, the reverence and, uh, and the respect and the fear of God in, in his heart and even in, in his prayers, he was very focused and enjoying everything. So he was very faithful uh, regarding anything uh, uh, about the, our Coptic Orthodox faith and our church. This is number two. So he was br brilliant disciple and also a faithful heritage keeper and and, and the, the man of church, he was a man of, of the church. Uh, and he loved the church so much. Number three, he was like well-trained teacher. He was very knowledgeable regarding the word of God. He was very knowledgeable. He like, he loved the Bible. He loved the Bible, especially the Old Testament. Although, as I have said before, the lack of commentaries of the fathers at that time, he just prayed and read, read the Bible, read the Bible for hours every day. Uh, I remember a very nice quote from uh, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 13. You know, in Matthew 13, the Lord Jesus uh, started to say many parables, 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 the parable of the sawyer, the parable, many parables. Uh, so um, he ended the, his speech about the parables of the kingdom with a small phrase in uh, verse 52, chapter 13. He said, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who bring out of his treasure things new and old. I will say it again. Every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven. So scribe, this is Old Testament, but who is open to, to God, to Christ, to the New Testament, to the kingdom of heaven. This scribe will be like, is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. Things new the, 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 the Holy Spirit is giving him and old from the, 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 the meanings of the, of the uh, prophecies and the characters of the Old Testament and so Abu Nala was like this householder who brings of his treasure things new and old every day. Every visit, I visit them. I visit them like five, six times like the last few years. Uh, every time we give him the Bible and he speaks. He speaks. Sometimes he just speaks about what he was reading and what he was like meditating on 
he speaks. Speaks like from the treasures, the treasure of his heart. So he was very like well-trained teacher because uh, he uh, has, he had a lot of treasures of the word of God inside our hearts. He had also the talent of memorizing, maybe from reading many times. He had the talent of memorizing many verses. And when you listen to his sermons, most of his sermons in Arabic, of course, but he, he, the sermon was, is full of verses, full of verses. And he, he says these verses in like a sweet way. He's enjoying the verse and having the power of the, the word of God when he is saying the verse, not just like reciting some something. No, he feels every word. Every word is coming from the treasure of his heart. So he was a very well-trained teacher because he was he digged deep in the in, he digs deep in the Bible and fills his treasure with the word of God, and from the fullness. He just overflows from the fullness that he has from the word of God. He overflows and he was till the end of his life. You know, he had pancreatic cancer for like one and a half year in this one and a half year. I visited him last August, uh, August to nine, to nine, 2019. Uh, he's at that time, he was like very sick. And he was like starting to meditate in St. Joseph, the carpenter. And he talked with us a lot about him. After a few months in December, he uh, called me through phone and told me, I wrote like some articles. If you want, you can publish them in your Facebook uh, page. I said, with my pleasure, Abuna, this, this is treasures. So please send them to me. So he started to send. I thought like few articles and that's it. He is sick. No, no. He sent me till, till last month. More than 80 articles. More than 80 articles. Some of them are very long. And I published them. Now I'm reviewing and like editing some of them. Some of new, after his, he passed away, he, was, he, he wrote a few articles, like seven or eight, the la few weeks before his departure. So because he's reading the Bible, he was reading the last articles about the book of Genesis, Abraham, Sarah, and uh, Isaac. And the... So he was meditating on some chapters on the book of Genesis. He can't like stop loving God. He can't stop reading the Bible. And the Holy Spirit was overflowing into his heart. And he was overflowing outside to all of us. 
So he is a good, great example, great example of loving the word of God. The word of God is the source of all comfort, source of all richness, the source of life as well. So maybe we can have him as a good example for us to be good disciples, brilliant disciples, and to keep the faith and to dig deep in the heritage of the church and also to love the word of God and to to know the treasures of the Bible and to spend time with the Bible. So we will be filled with the word of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, because these are the words of the Holy Spirit. The Bible is the words of the Holy Spirit to get life, to to be rich, and also to, to be fruitful for the glory of God and May God be glorified in our life as he was glorified in the life of Abu Nalu. May his, the, the blessings of his prayer be with us all. Amen. And glory be to God forever. Amen. I, I think I, I took more time. But if you have any question or comment, I'm, I'm ready to, to answer. Or Thank share. you, you you did not take as much time as we would have hoped for actually it was uh, like you said food for our souls during the time he was sitting with a bunamata and reading and yeah. and uh, he's filled i feel like we are filled just listening to so much of um, that inspirational life and the the model and the example i also i went back to the bookshelves i have at home and I found the books that Otsak referenced. So I just want to share with everybody in case they want to take a, a look at them. But the, the books are translated as The Fragrance of Christ. And I just have two parts. I don't know if that, that's all they have or maybe there are, are more. There are six. Six. Okay. So there are four that's more that I need to get. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it's... Uh, like Abuna said, a lot of powerful examples of ordinary people. And it really goes to show how much he benefited from pulling out all these virtues. And, and he was like a sponge that would absorb every spiritual quality. So I already see a couple of questions. And in the meantime, I just want to remind you, if you go to Slido, type in the table and you can put any comments, questions that you have. Abuna, I'm just going to read for Utsak the first question. And as Utsak um, answers that question, I'm sure we'll have more questions and I'll read the following ones after you finish um, one, one question, one by one. Okay, so let me grab the, my phone and I'll, I'll answer, I'll ask Utsak the First question on there. So the first one is, Abuna, can your reverence tell us the details of how God elected Abuna Lua for the priesthood after such a short time of three years? And I think this is what Otsak referenced in the very short biography. And uh, you left us with a little cliffhanger. So you said you can ask me. And I, I think everybody was <laughs> waiting to, to hear the details. So... That's the first question. Okay, Buna. Um, so, so God has plan. 
in our lives. He's preparing us for the, for the, the, the message that we should uh, deliver or the work we should do. So at that time, Abu Nalu was, was like a young man, like in 20s, and he was not married, and he just loved God. He started to love the Bible. He started to be close, so close to the church. Even when they have the vacation of the summer, he went back to his family in Cairo, but he just spent one week, and then he came back to Alexandria to be in the church, to be with Abu Nabshul, to, to pray, to have these Bible studies and so on. Um, he he um, told me that in November 66, he went with Abu Nabshul for one week retreat in the monastery of St. Bishoy. At that time, the monastery was very like small and uh, like few number of like three, four monks and very poor. They stayed there for one week to pray and to read the Bible. That's it, just to pray to read the Bible. This show this shows us how he was close to Abu Nabshoi and how Abu Nabshoi made disciples just to, to live with God and have servants with him and he like ordained the, all these disciples in many other churches. But after that, one day there was like a, a, a funeral for someone uh, of the famous people in, in the church. And Abu Nabshoi at that day was in Cairo. He didn't attend. Um, you know, in Egypt, everything should, should be done at the same day. The death, so the funeral, the, and, the, and then the wake after the funeral. So they were like in the wake after the, the, the cemetery and everything, they have the wake. Yeah, like not as we use, we, we, we do here. So at that time, Abu Tadrus were there. And usually they have like um, a place in the street. They put like uh, something to sit and some chairs and the ladies usually in the in the apartment so abuna tadrus went to the apartment to to speak the word of god with the ladies to comfort them and they were in the like 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 a hole they they took part of the street to 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 sit and then they were like sitting without without anything to do so one of the servants like kicked him saying please it is not it is not good to 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 be silent like that stand and speak the word of god so the the kamal abu Naloa, said i am not a, like a, even a sunday school servant or but that servant, he knows that he loves the Bible and he, he likes, he, he loves the word of God. So he asked him many times, please, this is, this is a sin to, to, to like, to leave everything like silent like that. Everyone is speaking with each other. 
without benefiting from this uh, from this time uh, so he felt that like this is a message from god so for the first time he he stood and he like delivered a word like 10 minutes usually he was he, he was unique in, in giving his sermons till the end of his life he's always standing he doesn't like prepare in uh, in anything just he has he, he has his like one or two or three ideas in his mind and he starts speaking and like asking god to put the words the suitable and the, the fitting words on his mouth that's it this is this is his way so he started to speak like 10 minutes god gave him like good words and then he said he sat down after that abuna bshoy and abuna tadrus at that time saint george sporting was not surrounded by any church so there are like thousands of families they need service so they went to Pope Kirillus with one of the board members uh, saying to him, please, we need one more priest with us. So Pope Kirillus, this was not the usual thing at that time. At that time, each church has just one priest. Sometimes if they are two, they may like some conflicts will start. So he said to them, Pope Kirillus said to them, why? You are two and youth. They were like 30s. Even Abu Nataurus was like 20s at that time. He was like 29 years old. So you are youth. Why? They said, no, we need, we need, we need, we need one more priest badly. We need. And even the board member said to Pope Kirillus, they are working the whole time, visiting meetings, prayer meetings, vespers, liturgies, and they need help. So Pokrelos said, okay, like, choose one of the servants, you know, and I will ordain him for you. So Abu Nabshoi was not like preparing anything. Just going to the Pope, saying that we need. So they like counseled with themselves and they put like six names. A list of six names. Good servants and good deacons and, and they youth. And they gave this list to Pope Kirillus. At the same, at the same day, saying, please choose from them. All of them, they may serve with us. They can serve with us as priests. They will, they will be great priests. Just choose. So Pope Kirillus said, no, I don't know them. I don't know them. You choose. Uh, Abu Nafshoi was not like preparing himself. Abu Nafshoi and Abu Nafshoi, they were not preparing themselves to choose someone. And they want the choice of God. So they said, please, Sayyidna, choose, choose for us. Choose one of them. They are all good. He said, no, 
choose. Then the board member looked to them. He, he didn't look. He said to Pope Kirillus, I know very good one who delivered a sermon in the funeral of Dr. So. Who is this? Abuna Bshoi was absent. Abuna Tadros was absent as in the situation. He was in the apartment. He was not in the meeting of the, of the week. So both of them, they didn't know who, who, is, who delivered the sermon um, at the funeral of, of that, uh, that uh, doctor. So they said to the board member, who? Uh, he said, I don't know his name, but his, his teacher, he is tall with blue eyes and, uh, and thin guy. So they know that he is Kamal Sidarus. So Pope Kirillus said, okay. And because the board member like was insisting, this is the guy. I need this. This is the guy who spoke the word of God in amazing way. This is the guy. So after that, Abuna Pshoi went to Alexandria. They met the Pope in the monastery of St. Mina. They went to Alexandria and he called Kamal. And he asked him to enter the church and, and they entered the altar. And he put his hands on the altar like that. And he said to him, it is not from me, it is from God. He said to him the story and he said, I, this is not my choice. This is the choice of God. So after that, like few weeks, he got married in February, and it was ordained in March, 1967. Back at that time, this can happen, but now this, this is not the, the, the right thing. Uh, the, the priest should be married like few years, at least one or two years before his ordination, because of many like, you know, like considerations. I I was like married, like I I have like just just five days between my wedding and my uh, ordination, and this is not the right way I think, because it is not the best for the wife, especially for the for the son. So uh, we have to consider this. But this this was this what what happened back at that time. Uh, God was preparing everything to have this one who was not a Sunday school teacher or a deacon, but he has a very musical ear and he loves the church and he loves the Bible. And he was like a stranger, like just he was not from the church. Just he came two years ago. So, so God is preparing everyone for like his life to 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 serve god to have like uh, a mission or to have uh, a career to glorify god through this career so this this was the story that is a wonderful story Buna. <clears throat> definitely god working throughout the whole process it's it's just mind-blowing to see how god put everything together so 
I think we'll always remember that about Abu Nabu'a. The next question is interesting. This person is asking, are there any miracles of Abu Nabu'a? And uh, I know whenever we think of miracles, sometimes we think something glamorous or something like fanatical. Uh, of course, miracles happen in so many mysterious hidden ways, but I'm sure Utsak can talk more about that. Abuna Pishoy and Abuna Lua, they, God worked through their life. Of course, God worked through their life. But they believed that the great miracle is the, the, to be one with God through the communion. Not to like have some extraordinary things or works or like healing the sick. Because this is the main core of our faith, to be united with God. And the work of God is not just to heal the sick, but to to let the people to give life to the human beings. So his sermons are better than miracles. His example of life is better than miracles. Abu Nalua didn't believe in uh, you know the the oil and the, some stories like are spoken by some people that this icon, there is oil coming from it. He was against all this because he believed that the, the work of the Holy Spirit is working inside us. It is not um, uh, just like uh, some... Uh, um, superficial uh, uh, works from outside but as Saint Isaac the Syrian said and this is the 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 real faith of, of our Orthodox faith he, he said that to uh, move the the mountain of hatred from your heart this is this is better than to move a mountain or to see your sins and repent is better than to see angels. So we have to, to focus on the real miracles. The real miracles is the, our value now in Christ as members in his body. The great miracle happened when the Lord Jesus took flesh, the Son of God, the eternal Son of God took flesh and dwelt in us. And, and he qualified us to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to be holy temples of God. So, of course, the miracles, he, I think, Abu Nalu'a wrote uh, the, 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 the story of the church in Torrance, how he came uh, to the States in 1989, he was like, he had nothing financially or even like the congregation, no place, nothing. And he said to me, I was like ignorant. I, I didn't know even the meaning of 
escrow. I don't, I didn't know anything in this country. So you can go now to see the, the big cathedral of St. Mina and Pope Kirillus, how the Lord Jesus, through the prayers of the saints and through the, the holy life of Abu Nalu and the life of prayer, helped him to build this church in few years. I think they have no loans, nothing, although like, I don't know if the cost was like 12 millions or 13, something like that. And this, this was a miracle. The word of God, when I'm rich in the word of God, God will provide everything. If I'm faithful to God, God will provide. He will give us prosperity and he will give us the success. So the, the miracles is not, the miracles are not like just healing the sick or like do, knowing the secrets but the work of God in our life and in the lives of, lives of the saints is the big miracle. How God protected the church. He's, he said to me many things about how God protected him from many like disasters. How God protected him from dangers. This is, this is a great miracle. So the miracle in our life is everyday activities because this is the this is the work of the holy spirit inside us every day we can consider it miracle because the holy spirit is working in us guiding protecting uh, uh, comforting strengthening and helping and giving the success and giving the peace during the tough times. These are all miracles. So Abu Nalua enjoyed the miracles of God in his everyday life. Abuna, honestly, I, I can't appreciate that enough that you stress the the real meaning of miracles because we do lack a proper understanding of the way God works in the most mysterious way. And just to see how Abuna Lu'a's life affected so many people, it's really like he raised our souls from, from the death. And uh, you can say he, he brought many of us to life. Like he, he really did raise the dead by his life, just by resurrecting our souls and leading us to a life of repentance. So, I, I, I wish we all have this proper understanding of the, the life of the Spirit and how miracles are happening every day in our life. So thank you for emphasizing that, Abuna. Along with the last point that you mentioned about the church, there's a follow-up question that asks, can you tell us about the story of Pope Carlos appearing to him during the construction of the new church? I don't know anything about this, but... I heard, uh, I heard Abuna saying it but i didn't like he said it like very shortly i think he wrote it in in the book of the church the the, the story of the church but i didn't read this book unfortunately uh, it is finished and i asked for a copy but i didn't get it yet so um 
he had a great relationship with Pope Kirillus. Pope Kirillus like considered him like his own son. Pope Kirillus was older than him, like 40 years, you know, like 38 years. And he he considered him his 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 own son. And he Abunalua considered Pope Kirillus like his own his special father. And he was so close to him and he felt his blessing, his prayers, his support in this country. Although, you know, Abunalua was like very like he, I can't say he was limited, but he limited himself to the, the, his relationship with God in his mother language and his, and he was like, even he made disciples through this way. Usually I make disciples because I have a good communication. I have a good relationship with others, the new generation. I have vision to do this, to, to have some projects, some to get the, the youth engaged. Abuna Abuna was not like that. He was, this was not his point, his, his talent. He knows that there, there are other priests, they can do this, but he couldn't do this. He just was very focused very limited to his his culture, his language, his prayers. But in this way, he made a lot of disciples. He made a lot of disciples because they saw in him how he was sincere, how he was faithful, how he was deep. This like attracted many peoples to know, to even to to try to struggle in listening in Arabic, to pick some of the spirit of this spirit, because they 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 discovered how deep he was, how he was very faithful. So he made some disciples, and most of his, his disciples became priests because they became like they, they tried to follow his steps, how to be deep, how to to be focused on the, 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 the Lord Jesus Christ the, to, to, focus, to focus on the, the word of God. So with the help of Pope Carlos, he believed and he told this many times, everything happened here in Los Angeles is the blessing of Pope Carlos and his prayers. And he, he, he told many like events like that how Pope Kirillus like interfered and and let this like move on and how he blessed this how did he it was not just the appearing I I heard about he appeared to him but this is not, he lived with him he lived with him he's not like strange he he lived with him and he was very uh, close very dear very dear to him uh and he has a lot of memories. He he told us a lot of memories with Pope Kirillus, some funny memories, some like. But he felt the help and the prayers of Pope Kirillus. And this is our relationship with the saints. Not just to ask them for miracles. Heal this. Give us success. Be with me. And so we, this is not the relationship with the saints. We see the saints as members 
in the same body with us, we see them praying, supporting us, and encouraging us to pray, encouraging us to, to be faithful to God as they were, and to, to support us. They are like surrounding us to support and encourage us. They are our family. This is the, our faith in the saints. So they are our family. And he believed this and he enjoyed this. And I think it gives us more reason to look into that book too, because I'm very interested to see how God worked throughout the whole process. But I'm glad you shared that as well. Another question I have, Abuna, is do you have any particular story to share about Abuna Lua that you personally experienced? And, and I know you shared several stories in general, but maybe if there's something more special to you in your encounter or something that was uh, very particular in your experience personally. Uh, usually Abuna Lua, he, he was memorizing the, the liturgy by heart. Coptic and Arabic and um, I prayed with him as a deacon in the early in the late 70s and the early 80s and he always like closing his eyes focusing stretching his hands on the altar and praying uh, sometimes with tears and just focusing 100%. Um, till the end of his life, when he prayed, he was very focused, very focused, and enjoying every single word. There is like a funny story, I don't know. I can't like say the details because <laughs> he told this like privately to me. When he was in the prison, his way was like not to share in the big liturgies, to like pray a few words and the other priests pray for you words. And so he, he his way was like not to like move or to think like that, or to, to pray like that. He just with a black uh, dress, just he stood and pray, pray. And he just you know, close his eyes. He closes his eyes and just pray. He he didn't share in any liturgy with like many priests and bishops and and so. So when he was in the prison, um, after the death of Sadat, um, they moved them from a very tough like. Prison to another one, which is like big hole, and they have like beds, three beds over each other, in and then the hole having all the Christians, uh, like more than one hundred in the same hole, with like uh, bunk beds like that, and they permitted them to pray the liturgy of the Nativity, January seventh. Uh, 1982 so they prayed the liturgy but he didn't just participate he just partook of the partook of the communion 
and he didn't participate because he like he he doesn't want to be like moving in the liturgy like that. Um, then they they prayed more than one liturgy after that, and one of the bishops noticed that Abuna Lua is not praying, and when uh, it became February, like. So he asked him, why you, you, are, you are not praying? He said, I'm praying with you. I'm praying, but not participating in the service, but just praying and partaking of the communion. He said, we need to, to pray with us. He said, no, I, this is not my, I mean, I, 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 I can't. So he pushed him. He pushed him like severely. <laughs> and he said to him, Okay, you will pray alone, and we, the bishops, will not pray. We will attend with you, just we will attend. All the priests, the 23 other priests, and the seven bishops and the Hori of Scopes, just they will, uh, they will attend the liturgy, but we will leave you to pray alone. He was like very shy to like embarrassed to do this, but he pushed him. He pushed him like in like a very tough way. And at the end he obeyed and he prayed. He prayed alone. And it was like it was like a strange liturgy. I mean, a priest praying, young priest at that time, with all these bishops just standing away, and they just partook of the communion at the end. After this liturgy, the first group of them, uh, they were released outside the prison. They, they released them outside the prison, they freed them, I mean, um, in groups. So after his liturgy, he prayed the first liturgy. He, he prayed just this liturgy. And he, after that, the first group and the bishop who like pushed him, he went out of the prison with this, with the, uh, uh, with the first group. So he was, I don't know, you can consider this like a miracle, I don't know. But he, he, he just, he's watching and observing the work of God with him and with others. But he doesn't consider these things like the miracles and the, to, to speak about, just he was considering everything God is working, and the miracles are day-by-day day miracles. So this is one of the, this is the first time to tell this story. He told me in, in August, or I think in August, last August 2019, I didn't tell it to anyone. This is the first time to, to tell the, the story of this liturgy. I think he, he had some... Um, uh, memories and some uh, comments, some meditations about the period of the the prison, 
and they are now uh, preparing it to be published. Uh -huh. About the the prison, he spent like six months or so, or five five six months in the in jail, uh, and he wrote some like uh, some comments, some stories, some uh, meditations, some uh, uh, funny things. <laughs> he was very funny in, uh, although he was very st has strong personality, but he was very funny. And he had the sense of humor as well. So he uh, he wrote this like in, uh, some memories, and uh, and I think Arseni now is uh, and the, the family are preparing and editing them to and to be published um, like next week or so. Oh, that'll be a treasure, of course, uh, Abuna. I can't thank you enough for sharing such a wonderful message and inspirational message, and I can see how the spirit of Christ that lived in Abu Nadu'a has radiated to his disciples like your reverence. And we see the very same powerful spirit working in your ministry. And as it uh, continues to radiate to, to all of us as well, we pray for God to continue uh, accomplishing his work and the model that he left for us. And uh, I have learned so much just from hearing about him these last couple of weeks, that I, I regret not having a closer relationship with him because of um, the uh, just my lack of awareness, uh, knowing that uh, this saint was living among us. But now we have su such a treasure to learn from, and uh, I hope we, we, we don't just uh, learn about it and forget about it, but it actually takes root in our hearts and we imitate his life, not just to learn about it, but to imitate it and to follow in his footsteps. Thank you so much, Abuna. May God continue to bless you. Thank you, Abuna. My pleasure. And please keep me in your prayers and may God bless your ministry and bless the congregation one by one. Thank you, Abuna. Could you please absolve us as we conclude? Sure, Abuna, please. please. Go ahead. When you pray or or I pray, please yes, please above Okay. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Our Lord Jesus, our good Savior, we thank you, Lord, for you are always faithful, and you are rich, and you want us to be rich like you. Thank you for your work in your children, your saints all over the years. Thank you for blessing our church with these models of uh, faithful people who served us, who taught us the word of God, who were an example of perseverance and faithfulness. They were examples of how mm, when we love you, you, we enjoy everything and we are, we became the, the, the most glad people on this earth. Thank you, Lord, for your work in the church everywhere. Please. Bless my father, Abuna Joseph, and all the congregation of 
the church, Christ the Savior, and bless the work in every heart, the work of your Holy Spirit. Help us to grow in your love and in your knowledge and open our understanding to learn from the word of life, the word of the Bible, as you have opened the understanding of the disciples. Uh, accept our prayers along with the prayers of all the saints, most of all our mother Saint Mary and uh, all the angels and saints and through the prayers of Abu Naloa as well. And hear us when we say thankfully, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Through Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen.